Well, we're back. Week one has just passed. Does it, is, do you guys just think this is considered the week one podcast or the week two podcast? I always it's confused. Uh, I feel like it's the week two podcast. Yeah, it could be week that's two. me. It could yeah. go either way since we're covering week one also a little bit. So yeah, know. and week two, right? You know, it's called one point five. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I was just gonna say that it's gonna be some weird episodes this week, this year, guys. Episode one point five. Here we go. Welcome to the YFTS Fans Football Podcast. This is stat host and champ Kelvin, uh, joined with Jack Gurley. And we already have a guest. Luckily, Amani was free today because he didn't have shit to do. So he has joined us in replace of Eddie. He has nothing else to do. I'm on standby. I'm on standby. Oh, there it is. There it is. He's on call. He's he's forever on call. Uh, Eddie and Jason both had to work today. Uh, they work at the same place, uh, so they both have to work. And Amani has graciously decided to fill in for us. Amani, do you have a nickname? I can't remember if you did. And if not, we had to make one for uh, you. He's tsunami. I, he yeah, I guess that. so. Oh, you want I that? Guess so. You get to choose yeah, your own I mean, nickname here. I, I get to choose my own nickname? Yeah, we all chose our own nicknames. But sounds right. like you well, want to choose Amani Tsunami. No, I haven't really put any thought into it, so maybe I'll come back. All yeah. right, maybe by the end of the episode, you can think of it, and we can... Uh, we can get that out there for everybody to, to listen to. All right. I promise I'll come up with one. All right. Cool. Cool. But yeah. We uh, hope you all enjoyed our preseason podcast. Uh, we're back. The season is in full swing now. Uh, I lost week one. Any of you guys win? Oh, did I? All three of us lost this week. Oh, wow. I lost. This, yes. this is the uh, losers podcast. Oh, Feels bad. Man. To, to be fair, like one Jerry Judy 64 yard touchdown pretty much did me in. Come on. That was uh, whatever. I got, uh, one, I got stacked <laughs> left to right, so I had no chance. Uh, one Justin Jefferson. Uh, oh, <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, would, that, that. that would do it. That would do it. Yeah, so we had some uh, interesting segments in our preseason, but we're going to go back to our usuals. And like as usual, we will start off with news and notes. And it's not our favorite topic because, you know, usually includes injuries. But uh, you want to take it away, Jack? Yeah, I guess well, the first thing we uh, we should talk about is the Thursday night game. Uh, Keenan Allen with a hamstring injury. He is most likely out. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people that you bump up that you could possibly start. And, man, the names are not great outside of Mike, Allen, Mike, uh, Mike Williams. But it should be a high-scoring game. So, man, Keenan Allen should be missing. He should be good next week because there's two weeks of rest for him, especially since it's an early game. I mean, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, um, I was gonna touch on it a little bit later, but just looking at the like the the stats for that game, Herbert was spraying it to everybody. He was giving it to everybody and their moms, like so. <laughs> Not Eckler. Well, well Eckler's running back, but <laughs> though, to be fair, I think Eckler had more catches than some of the other receivers. But um, yeah, no, for sure, Kane Allen's gonna be a big out. He he was he looked great the first one and a half quarters. I know because I had him on my team. But uh, he should be he should be looking good to come back. He has two. He's gonna have, have two full weeks of rest. So hopefully he comes back next week. If not, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he, he should be fine. If not, and there's a few other people we can bump up. Uh, I'm sure we have 
some future insights in this in, the, in upcoming segments. So we'll wait on that a little bit. Uh, next segment, I guess we could we should just go to the bigger one since we have our guest here, who is a Cowboys fan. Uh, I'll let you take away <laughs> with Dak. So you could talk about Dak and offense. Oh God! All right. Well, yes, obviously Dak got hurt. He injured his well, he fractured his thumb. Uh, he had surgery yesterday afternoon. So apparently the surgery went better than expected. So originally the timeline was six to eight weeks, but it's looking like around four now. They did not put him on IR, so he can come back sooner than that, but it's really unlikely that he does. Question uh, for you, just, Manny, real quick. Yeah. I mm-hmm. had a very similar injury when I did the role at Kenny's wedding. You think I should get surgery for that as well? So, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you should consult the, you know, your... Uh, hand and arm doctor. All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. Yes, carry on. <laughs> well, shout out to uh, Remy and Kenny. They got married. Yeah, shout out. Uh, so let's move forward. I mean, moving forward, I mean, what do we think of the Cowboys offense with Dak out for at least four weeks minimum? Right. Uh, so Cooper Rush is going to be the quarterback. Cooper Rush is terrible. But, you know, he did have one start last year with a competent offense. And he put up over 300 yards and beat the Vikings. So he can do it. But um, as we saw Sunday night, that offense looked terrible, even with uh, Dak. So I'm not sure that Cooper Rush is going to make any difference. Um, Yeah, that O-line is awful. They can run block really well, but they can't pass block. He's going to get hammered back there. Are you going to still be starting C.D. Lamb? No. I mean, obviously you have to. You drafted him in the second round. You have to start him just for hoping that, you know, he's going to get the volume. Obviously, he's going to get, like, over 10 targets, and that matters, right, even if it is a bad quarterback. So I would start him, but am I confident? Am I, like, looking forward to what he can do? No, I'm not. What about Zeke moving forward? He's benchable now since they might be behind most of the games. Right. So it's going to depend on game script, but I will say this. Like I said before, that O-line can run block really well. Zeke can hit that hole. He's, he looks good. He looked good that game. Yeah, he did uh, look good most of the game. Yeah, when he played, he looked really well. He run really pretty hard. Yeah. But, I mean, that's pretty much a gamble, right, when it comes to right, exactly. the rush. They, they get blown Me. out. He's pretty much not going to be playing much. Yeah, for me, I'm not going to bench Zeke. I'm going to play him, maybe wait a week or two, see what happens, and then reassess. Because I think they might try to lean on the run game because they know Cooper Rush can't do it. Um, They're going to try, but deep down, I think they know Cooper Rush can't do it. So they might lean on Zeke a little more than usual. So I would play him, yeah. I think Dalton Schultz is one of the guys that's not going to be effective. No, not going to be affected because of the short passes. And that's what he does the most anyway. So I feel like he's one of the guys that you could actually still start, especially with the tight end field right now. Yeah. He's one of the guys you probably – he's a safe 10 points minimum. I yeah, think. I was going to say he's a safe 10 to 13 points. I think that's a good range for him. I don't think he's going to go over that, though. All right, let's move forward to our next injury. Chris Godwin, who came back from a torn ACL. Uh, his hamstring is issue, which a lot of people that come back from torn, uh, torn ACLs go through he might miss some mm-hmm. time he was limping after one of his catches that, uh, that night 
Uh, they shouldn't rush him back, honestly. I mean, Julio right now, unless Julio goes out, Julio looks pretty good still. And he really loves loved targeting him. So I don't think Chris Godwin should come back until he's fully healthy. At least I think, at least I think it's good for the Bucks moving forward. So, I mean, I know it sucks for a lot of Chris Godwin owners that got them thinking that they got a steal of the draft. But I think he might miss more, uh, quite a bit, especially since he came back, tried to come back early and then got hurt again. Uh, I don't think Chris Godwin's missing to his time will affect any of the offense in general. You know, Tom Brady is who he is. Yeah, uh, I don't think it'll affect them now. Uh, so that's a quick uh one two there. Uh, let's move forward to the next big one. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, money drafted him. Oh God, he's gonna be out for at probably at least two months with spring MCO. I feel like the Fortnite is just huge bad luck of running backs. Uh. I mean, who do you think is going to be the next stepping up to run the ball for the 49ers? I'm assuming it's Jeff Wilson. Yeah. I, I mean, it, both Trey Lance and Debo are going to get so many rushes that it's going to limit the upside of Jeff Wilson. But it will be Jeff Wilson. He'll be the running back. It's just – it's a three, it's a three-headed horse now. Is that – wait, did I say that right? Three. Three-headed three, horseman, you said? Three-headed monster. Yeah. No, but it's not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> So three headed one year rabbit? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's there's three guys in there. <laughs> Will you be starting Jeff Wilson or Ezekiel this week? Wait, Jeff I'm Wilson curious. or Ezekiel? Like no, over? who will you start over? Yeah. Oh damn. I'd start Zeke. I'd start Zeke. Yeah. Because uh, Jeff Wilson, I don't think Jeff Wilson's that great. I just, you know, he always does well when he fills in. He just happens yeah. to always do well, at least from my experience, from, from my memory. He always does well when he fills in, and eventually he gets hurt, too. Because everyone yeah. is running He's getting hurt. Yeah. Also, this first game, I feel like it was such a hard one to gauge because the weather was so bad uh, in oh, that yeah. first 49ers oh, game. Yeah. Just, people, there was no traction on the ground. No one was really doing anything much, uh, except 49ers mm-hmm. sucking really bad in the second half. That's the only thing that was happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely like to see what Joe Folson could do Next week, at least, to see how he does. See how he's going to play that role in the 49ers offense, which is usually kind of run heavy, especially with Trey Lance, who's a running quarterback at this point. Yeah, he sure as hell ain't a passing quarterback. Jesus. So, man, I, for me, but I feel like you'd be a Jeff Wilson star just because you won't get many starts until he gets hurt again. It's just. Yeah, I mean, I have Jeff Wilson and I'm going to start him, but uh, man, I know I'm going to regret it. <laughs> I just know it. Gonna get hurt in the first carry or something. Let's move forward to a few little injuries. I mean, Nanji Harris, when he got hurt, I thought it was gonna be a much bigger injury, but he seems to want to play next week. So I mean, I guess we could just brush over that, but it is a foot injury. It is the same foot that he's been dealing with in the preseason. So who do, knows? Do you yeah. think do you think that Najee's telling the truth when he says that he's gonna play this week? I think he is. It depends on the team letting him play or not. Mm, Which I, I don't think is a good idea because I mean I don't think the Steelers are going anywhere, so why hurt your start running back? Uh but right now, as of now, the news is he is good to go for week two. We'll see if more further news comes out. So we'll go brush over that really fast. Uh, a few other unknown injuries, T. Higgins, concussion. Uh there haven't been any news yet at the moment. Uh, another person was Mac Jones. I mean, I don't think you're starting him anyways, but just quickly brush over. He had back spasms. X-rays came out negative. 
But that whole offense is the best. I don't think you should touch anyone in that offense. Maybe Ramondre, Stevenson, maybe. But I don't wouldn't touch anyone on that offense either. I think that's all the injuries we have, all the, the key injuries for fantasy football, at least. So let's move on to the next segment. Yep, and that's going to wrap that up. And we will go to the return of the Brad Pitts and the Nick Cages. <laughs> To be fair, you know, since since our last time we did this, they both put out prominent movies. Cage Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage actually had a really good movie. What was that called again? He's starring himself. Big. Big. Oh, oh, you're thinking of something else. Oh, uh, two good movies. Yeah, Pig was really good. I saw that movie. I didn't see the other Cage. Movie. Oh, I never even heard of Pig. Like oh, it's P-I- really good. Pig. Yeah, it's about like a oink, pig. Oink? That- yes. Okay. It's about a pig that sniffs for truffles. No, it's like a woof woof. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, I heard I the other movie where he plays himself, trying to, trying to get a movie role. Remember that one was? I heard that was good too. Uh, I wanted to see it, but I haven't gotten to it. So I mean, let's just say that the few the last few movies that Cage put out got higher rating around. Oh man, do you have to change the segment? Up? I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Brad Pitt did do uh, Bullet Train. I thought it was fantastic. It was good, but it only got like fifty percent around to me. You know, both movies, I think Nick Cage came out was like eighty plus. Oh man, boy, that movie looked like shit. I was like not gonna watch that movie. Bullet Train it was, so good. Bad. it was good. Train it looked was like a movie. Shout- it looked like a money grab. Listen, if you haven't seen Bullet Train, go check it out. It's a fun watch. I would say it's like I mean, not I mean, it's not me Academy Awards or anything like that, but it's definitely fun. Uh, it's, it's in Japan. It takes place in Japan. And money, you love Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I mean, you do. You love Japan. I love Japan. Buongiorno. Oh, no, not the beast. Grazie. Not the beast. Uh, si, uh, corretto. Ah! Uh, I, I can get us kicked off with our quote-unquote pit for the week, of, uh, week one of fantasy football. It is Curtis Samuel. And who would have thought we'd be mentioning Curtis Samuel again oh. on a uh, Washington Commanders team. But he, re- he did really well. Uh, looks like for now... Is Carson Wentz's favorite target? Racked up double digit targets, multiple receptions. I can't, I don't have it on me right now. (laughs) Yeah, he even got a couple rushes there. That's right. He did fumble the ball once, um, but I don't think that's going to cut into any of his workload moving forward. Uh, He might be the number one waiver wire pickup this week uh, and across all fantasy football. Uh, So if you have number one waiver wire, it might be someone you might be eyeing if you are hurting in the wide receiver position. Uh, yeah, he had a great week. Uh, the commanders got a win, and let's see how he does moving forward. I mean, he was always good, just he's never healthy. Yeah, he's always hurt. So, I'm he's excited, he's a very exciting player to watch. Where are we all? Ask me, at least. Yeah, that smaller, faster type. Uh, he is exciting to watch. I guess I'll do the pit next. I guess my pit this week is CEH. Uh, he had a touchdown. Uh, he had, I think, almost 50 60 yards. The game was cut short pretty much for him, but he had all the meaningful carries and playtime when the game was close. I mean, the Cardinals got blown out completely. He didn't, uh, he didn't need to really play the second half pretty much. Uh, Pochenko got like 15 or 14 rushes because the game was the uh, the chief was up 30 plus. I feel like we're starting to see more of a shift. I mean, I think I evolve see each more. I, we were, I, I think everyone was trying to figure out, oh, who's going to be the next centerpiece after Terry Hill leaves. I think it's a mix of a lot of players. And then I think CEH is second online moving forward. Really? I, I, I think uh, I think he is, but he he was very involved in the first half of the game when the game was like at least 
competitive. And I the the, the moving forward, the Chiefs are playing a lot of high power teams. Uh he's um I think he's gonna be involved throughout the season. Uh I, I he from where you draft him, he's easily a good RB2, I think, for the rest of the season. Really? Okay. Well, I, I feel the exact opposite about his outlook. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'll go into that later, but uh, How do you feel about his like his his potential in the passing game? So let's say like the Chiefs are playing the Chargers this week on uh, Thursday night matchup. I think it's going to be very high scoring and it's going to go back and forth. Like if they're passing the ball a lot, I feel like he's not going to get that opportunity to be that catch pass catching back. Well, I mean, this past Sunday he was the pass catching back. Like he I mean, would keep, that's how he got all his points. He got two touchdowns with it. Yeah, but he had um, three targets. Right, but he and he only got seven carries. I mean, for me, it, you see as he only played so little snaps. He played what? He played, he played 39% of the snaps on Sunday because mm-hmm. they were completely blowing him out. They didn't need to injure him in any way possible. But when he did play, he 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 took he had most of the touches on the field. So that's just, right. But uh, doesn't it concern you that Pacheco was more like uh, he was rushing productive. the ball the clock out? Why 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 we need why we want to risk your player and your star player your starting running back in a game that you're up by 30 points. But doesn't that show you that they trust Pacheco a lot? Or one he he averaged over five yards per carry. He had a touchdown. I think he's gonna gain increase he's gonna have more production as time passes, not less. I think you're saying CH is gonna have less. I mean more. I think the only thing that happened with um Pacheco getting all those carries and doing well with them. Just put up his draft stock. I mean, not draft stock. It's like value to the team. I don't think CH lost value, and I think going forward, if CH at some point is doing poorly, it does it will lean on more on Pachenko. But I think for now, I think CH uh, like like but, again, like like I said, it was a complete blowout. We don't even know how involved this, this the players on his office will be going forward in a regular like close game, right? And like right important minutes in the fourth quarter. Uh, something just to keep an eye on, but yeah, CEH did have a good game. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You definitely need to keep an eye on it, see what happens in the future. But it's not like this is CEH's first year. We know what CEH is, and it ain't that great. He's it's not great, very it's mediocre. Still it's still a high power offer. They had to change their offense right. to, to fit different schemes. Now, now Tyreek Hill is gone. Juju's also one of the better blocker receivers, blocking receivers yeah. in the league. Also, what if it he evolves? Different parts, huh? What if he evolves in the offseason? Maybe you never know. It's still, it's still, he's still a young person. It's not. It's still a young player. It's not like he's like done. Last year was dealing with a lot of injuries. Yeah, I mean, will you draft him? I'm just saying he is. I I feel like he. I feel like the offense is gonna not go through him, but he's gonna be involved at least for you to start RB two every week. Yeah, I mean, I started him last year, and he was he didn't look this good. All right, Marnie, give us your uh, rat pit of the week. Uh well. You know, I think you guys would expect me to pick Swift because, you know, I've been pounding the table for him for months now. <laughs> I've been saying I wanted him, but I'm not picking him. I'm picking Pittman because he is the Pitt. Oh, look at that wordplay. <laughs> that wordplay. Uh, is there someone yeah, in Cage in the league? Uh, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking right yeah. now. <laughs> Put it in, like, the, the fantasy football Yahoo player list i did his name is lawrence cager well there we go he's on the well, he's, he's a wide receiver slash tight end for new york jets he had oh, one target well, he's, he's definitely, definitely a cage he's, he's definitely a cage yep. yeah 
the it's aptly named. All right. So Pittman, right? 13 targets, nine receptions, 121 yards and a touchdown. See, like this is exactly what you wanted to see from Pittman. Exactly what you wanted to see. Uh, he was Matt Ryan's number one. He was looking for him almost every snap. Like, this is it. Like, you got it. You hit it. And I feel like this is going to be Pittman probably every week because he's that talented. And now Matt Ryan, who usually goes after his number one, is going to in the future. So it's great. Um, he killed it. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you got after, after this week, you got confirmation that he is going to be fed the ball. And there's no one else there anyway, so. Right. All right, let's uh, move on to our next segment. The cages. I mean, let's start just continue off with the money then. All right. So I was torn between uh, these two bears. Uh, I think I'm going to mention David Montgomery because this was really bad. Like he didn't even average two yards carry. It was 17 rushes for 26 yards. Yes, it was rainy. I'm sure it was a little slippery, but less than two yards on 17 rushes. Like, wow. Um, he was awful. And there's no there's no better way to say it. I mean, 26 <laughs> I mean, yards. We could, we could also say that it was against the 49ers defense, and they probably – I mean, I would have stacked the box easily, and they have a good run defense. So, I mean, it's that could play a part to it. You never also, know. I remember what I said before, that the weather was absolutely horrible that game. Yeah, so I feel like that you should kind of – I feel like week one you could throw that out. For that especially for those two teams, sure, sure. I mean, yeah, it was a good defense, but usually when it's bad weather, you rush more um, because you can't grip the ball, you know, throwing or whatever. Or you yeah, can't. Yeah, but then other people expect you to run the ball. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm not saying that you know fade David Montgomery for the for the rest of the year. I'm just saying this was a horrible performance, and if you started him, man, you are upset. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm assuming everyone will drop him. Probably start him. Yeah. His ADP is pretty high, so I feel like everyone who drafted him, unless you went for RB strategy, uh, that means he's your RB4 or something. But yeah, I think everyone started him. I guess we'll go in reverse mode. I'll go next. My pit this week, uh, my cage is Kyle Pitts this week. Uh, he did awful. Uh, for me, I feel like Mary Ora has always targeted – one 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 of his players, like the one he likes the most, or whoever's the like the best, I guess, or whatever. I guess that's a little concerning since he targeted London Drake London seven times. Yeah, uh, Kyle Pitts also got seven targets. Oh you know, man, I guess that's with Kyle Pitts got awful targets for me, at least from what I saw. Uh mm-hmm. Drake Drake got the middle of the field targets, the short targets, like the immediate routes. Right. Just more safer, at least from my perspective. And I feel like that's kind of uh, – it puts a damper towards on Kyle, Pitt, Kyle Pitt's uh, ceiling. I love Kyle Pitt's coming into the uh, season. I still think he has a chance, but I feel like the fact that the week – last week, he uh, this past week, he didn't really show up and Drake did. I guess we give him more uh, more time, but from what I've seen, it just seems like it's a little scary because there's – I feel like the offense overplayed their, their – Offensive potential. They scored twenty six points. I don't think they. I expected them to score that much, especially against the Saints. Uh, yeah, Mario, Saints are a good defense. Yeah, Mario looked pretty good, which I don't expect him to be good every week. Also, 
And so I, and this was the week that Mariota actually did pretty good. He looked pretty good for someone who hasn't started in the last like four years. And Pitts only got like a one, what, one catch, two catch for 17 yards. It's two little, catches for 19. 19 yards. It's, it's concerning moving forward. That I'm just wanting to put a little, you know, heads up there. I mean, you still can't bench him no matter what. I'm just saying it's concerning. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not concerned with it uh, yet. But yeah, what you're saying is definitely valid. But yeah, I'm not concerned with it yet. I think he still has a sky high ceiling, and I'm looking forward to uh, him reaching it at some point. But yeah, that was a good defense. Well, yeah, I've gone against you, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was against the Rams. The Rams are pretty good against tight ends, too. So we'll see. Calvin? All right, and I'll wrap up this cage part with uh, mine, which is Mike Williams. Uh, just seeing Keenan Allen go down early in this game, you really thought that Mike Williams was going to get the, the bulk of the targets and bulk of the yards, right? But I'm looking at the box score right now, and Herbert just loves spreading the ball out. Like I said before, not a single player on this team got more than four targets. Not a single player got more than four wow. receptions. Um, That's yeah. insane. And he threw the ball uh, 34 times. He's, it was like he, he, he completed 26 of 34, which is a great completion percentage. Um, and just seeing Keenan Allen go down halfway through second quarter, it's just it's hard to say that. Uh, Mike Allen, Mike Williams, who's the, who else? Mike Allen, Mike Williams uh, yeah. were kind of hyped. Like, oh, shit, he knows down. Maybe I get some more points right here. But no, he he, he wasn't the main guy who's going to. There was no main guy who was going to. Uh, and I think moving forward, it could be a problem. I don't know. Uh, Herbert looks great. Who knows what he's going to do week in, week out. Uh, something to keep an eye on. Uh, but I like Mike Williams. I hope he doesn't appear on this cage list again. But. Uh, he's just tough week, tough week one for Michael. Uh, Michael Lee Wonders. Well, for me, I feel like he uh, he will show up bits once in a while, but he's the guy who you draft to be a boom bust. He's either going to win you weeks by dropping forty plus points, or give you five points. I mean, he's the guy you drafted to be that, and he's been doing that past. Even last year, he was like that. He was already boom and bust. Uh, so I mean, I guess because I said the Chief, he usually has one good game against once a year. So <laughs> they are playing the Chiefs this week. So. And Keenan Allen is out. So a good chance that could he could have a good game this week. Very good game. Might be like a matchup thing that they like. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll find out and see. Uh, maybe we could talk about we could see how he does next week. But that will wrap up the pits and cages. Hold on, hold on. How's it feel, Monty, being back into the, the flow of things? <laughs> Feels good. It's like I never left. But you did leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now the wrestling segment. It's back. Got the RKOs. Oh, no got the DDTs. By the way, mind you know what the DDT stands for, right? You listen to the podcast. Uh, uh yeah. Wow, he doesn't know. That sounds like, like a week. Yeah, he doesn't know. That's amazing. That's uh, of course uh, I do. Come on. All right. So what is it? Um. Uh. Wow. The. All right. Cut to the music. Man, that's doo-doo trash. Want to get us started on uh, RKO, Jack? Uh, I go with the, my. I go with the first RKO. It's uh, Jared Everett 
Tight end for the Chargers. Uh, with Keenan Allen gone, that's more targets to spread out. I know Herbert seemed like he's spreading out a lot of people, a lot of, uh, spread out all the passes around. Uh, but I feel like since this game's going to be high scoring, Jared Eric looked pretty good last week, and he plays almost 70% of the snaps. So he is going to be in a lot of the passing routes. And Titans, is like I mentioned, it's, it's, it's like a repeating record every year. Titans is just like a coin flip right now. I mean, last week, all, almost every Titan did horrible except Kelsey. Uh, I feel like he's someone that you could start, especially in a potentially high-scoring game. Uh, I feel like he's kind of at least gave you a touchdown minimum of 50 yards at, at the worst, I think. So, I mean, I'll take like 12, 13 points from my tight end. I guarantee 12, 13 points. Absolutely, you would. It's going to be a shootout. I, I'm really interested in that game, so hoping for a shootout. Oh, me too. I'm I'm trying to pick up Joe Everett in every every league. I'm gonna start him in every league. I mean, I got Herbert, so I'm I'm hoping for shootout. All right, Amani, give us your uh, RKO. My RKO. All right, so I'm gonna go with Sterling Shepard. Ooh, it's a uh, giant. Yeah, I know. Right? A, a cowboy. A, a cowboy came Ooh. off to our podcast and then <laughs> pick giants. Yeah, I should have the Cowboys and pick the giant. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, Sterling Shepard, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's coming back from Achilles injury from last year, right? I think he played what like seven games last year or something like that. This mm-hmm. is his first. This past week was his first game back from injury, and you know, I didn't expect much. I figured, you know, because Achilles are pretty like it's like a death sentence for a football player, and most of the time. But he caught a deep pass. He converted it to a 65-yard touchdown. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a lot. And um, he and DJ always had a, a rapport, Dan Jones, so uh, in the past. And uh, now that Sterling Shepard's, like, fully healthy, I think uh, he'll probably continue on this path with the big weeks. And, you know, they're playing the Panthers uh, next week. Panthers suck. <laughs> Especially the quarterback, but they, they, they <laughs> suck. Whenever Mike, whenever Mike could throw in a jab at Mayfield, he does it. Oh my god, I hate him so much. Well, they mind your um, Sterling Shepard did only play seven games last year. Seven, yeah, yeah. But he and Daniel Jones always did well when they were both healthy together. And now he did it well. He did well this past week, so it seems like he's fully healthy. He's against the crap Pampers this week. I feel like he's in for, you know, he's going to surprise some people. I'll I, I put it this way. I never really understand the hate they, uh, for Sterling Shepard. I feel like he's always a pretty good – he's not a receiver, number one, but he's a good – I think he's a very good slot right. receiver for any team. I think so, too. And he gets a lot of hate because I guess they're dropping Especially him from Kenny. Yeah, Kenny hates yeah. Sterling Shepard. Kenny, 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 Kenny hates the Giants. Yeah. yeah, Kenny hates the Giants. He's a Giants <laughs> fan. He just hates the Giants. So I feel like, I mean, as long as Sterling Shepard is uh, healthy, he usually does get targets. I mean, from reports coming out, Kadarius, Tony, and the coaching staff are not – they're not meshing too well. So He didn't mesh with the last coaching staff either. So, there's something going wrong with Tony uh, Kadarius, Tony. So Yeah, he's immature. And then uh, Robin uh, – Rodale Wandale, where I can't even pronounce his first name. I don't know what the proper way is. Wandale, Robin. Wandale. Wandale. <laughs> He's also on the injury report, so I mean that's more targets. It's Wanda. Wand- Sterling Shepard. Dale. It's Wandale. 
one day. <laughs> oh, it's just it's not one dollar. Not one dollar. <laughs> I just went down to hear him sound like purple. <laughs> oh my god, I, I we listen to much purple. Yeah. As soon as you see D A L E, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I also read it as one dollar. Too. I always do. You really think his his mother named him one dollar? Listen, you don't know, man. You don't know that. Come on now. One dollar. He's from Miami. Is he from Miami? <laughs> that would be. If he's know. from Miami. That means he definitely was named after that. Are we looking this up? I'm looking for it right now. While we, you can move on for the next one. He's not. All right, yeah, I'm. Nope. He is not. <laughs> that, was, that was really cool. Kentucky. He's from Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Close. All Who right. the hell's from Kentucky? The hell? <laughs> a Pitbull fan. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna give you my RKO this week, and it's it's gonna be your previous boy, uh, Mari Cooper. Oh God, you're I'll wrong. Tell you, I'll tell you this. I'll, listen, I'll oh, tell you this. God. He had a very you need very. You to change this right now. <laughs> listen, listen. He had a very <laughs> disappointing week one. Only caught three receptions for 17 yards. But I want to point to not just the Browns' offense. I want to talk about the Jets' defense. Uh, I read somewhere this week uh, while I was looking up my did you knows that this Sunday it was Lamar Jackson's first career game with three deep touchdown passes. So this guy doesn't do that. He doesn't throw. Re- I don't know what the what they define as deep uh, according to next gen stats. By twenty plus yards. Yeah, maybe, but he doesn't. He doesn't throw those passes. He doesn't throw them. And the fact that these receivers are getting behind this chest secondary um, is concerning and very good for opposing receivers. And I think Amari Cooper is going to get one of those long, deep targets and break one for a solid maybe 40, 50 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, but can they can they reach the deep Listen, part of the field? You think, you th- you think Jacoby Purcell is any worse than Lamar Jackson in the deep throw? Jacoby Purcell has one of the bigger arms in the league. He's not accurate. He's not accurate. He's not accurate. That's why he doesn't have a certain job all the time. But he has a he he can throw the pass really deep. That saw that a lot when he was on the Colts. Lamar Jackson has improved his deep throwing. Like (laughs) that sounded like deep throwing. Uh, (laughs) His his deep passing uh, exponential. Like it's been crazy how much he improved it. Oh, I'm also not. I'm not. I'm not taking a shot at Lamar Jackson's deep throwing. <laughs> I can't. <stop. laughs> I'm, not taking a, I'm, not, I'm not taking a a, a shot at Lamar Jackson's um, sh- arm, but uh, I just think like if it's it's I'm I'm honestly it's on the just secondary. It's, that's what I'm basing this on, and I think Amari Cooper is gonna burn him a little bit this week, and Jacoby Brissett can get the ball down the field. Well, I just want to say something because uh, Eddie's not here, but Lamar Jackson looks awful. At least I thought he did. He did not look that great. I guess. That defense will not good. Jets were awful. And they only did build, they won by what, 14, 15. A good team, a good quarterback would have beat them by 40 already. That that game, the Jets looked awful that game. And Lamar didn't look that great at passing the ball. Well, they like had like no running backs. They have Mike Davis. Like well, I mean, do they really need a running back to beat the Jets if he wants number one money, quarterback money? He don't he shouldn't need a court running back to beat them easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyway, I'm gonna keep it rolling and give you. Well, I will say this about Mari Cooper. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mari Cooper. I saw some routes of his on Twitter. 
And he was open. He was getting open, like, at will. It's just they couldn't get him the ball. They suck. So um, take that for what it is. I mean, he's still a great route runner. He still can get open. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too keen on, on – I don't know too much about the Panthers' defense. Are they, are they relatively good this year? No, they're not. Not. I don't care what anybody says. They started off really hot last year, too. Um, and they fell off harder than anyone. Like, it was bad. Right, and now guess, they suck again. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's I, I just see it can happen just basically on how bad the Jets defense is. Um, well, yeah, let's see what happens. This is, I mean, this is kind of out of nowhere, right? We're not sure it's going to hit or not, but uh, fingers crossed that uh, he does well. Not for me. I don't have him. I'm just saying. It's going to be nice. No. But yeah, let's wrap it around and go with the DDTs, which Amani stands for Jack's famous saying, doo doo trash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. My, my DDT, I know it's going to be much to your dismay, Amani, is actually oh, Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think this is crazy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. In the preseason, we, like you mentioned before, no one was really on Tyreek Hill, but he actually was very surprisingly good uh, this week one. But I think that's not going to sl- slide with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I saw some of the patches he was casting. Ah, what the hell did I just say? I said patching <laughs> patches he was casting. <laughs> I saw some of the catches he was. Pa- what the hell am I saying? Whoa! Oh, you having a stroke? You having a stroke? <laughs> oh man, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> I saw passes. some of the passes he was catching, and they were not good passes. Tyreek was going up, getting them. He was slowing down for them, and Two you can't. Sucks, man. And you can't do this kind of thing with the Ravens defense. They were top five defense this year coming into the year. They did relatively good against the Jets, and I think Tua is going to have some trouble. And I think Tyreek Hill is going to have some trouble getting those passes. All right. I mean. I respect your opinion, even if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, I just think they know what they're doing. Mike McDaniels knows what he's doing to get Tyreek the ball. He's going to get it in his hands no matter how he has to do it. It's going to happen. He had 12 targets. Yes, I... the Baltimore defense is better than New England's, although New England's is not bad. New England's a pretty good defense. Yes, Tula is not great. But all he has to do is be average, and Tyreek Hill will kill it in fantasy. All right, all. We'll, see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'll definitely give you a shout out next week if you do, if you predict this correctly. All right. And uh, yeah, Money, give I'm sorry, um, Jack. Money? Ah, whoever, just did someone go. All right, I'll go. <laughs> all right. Um, my DDT is CEH. Such a hater. It's such a contrast what you said. We all, we we discussed it before. It's pretty much the same thing we're gonna say. He had seven carries. Uh, he was outproduced in both opportunities and in yards by Pacheco. Pacheco, I think, will get more opportunity as time passes, not less. I think you think the opposite, right? Yeah, um, the had a meaningful thirty-three, thirty percent snaps. Almost all came in the first half when they were. Playing an actual football game, not winning right. by forty. Yeah, no, I get that. Why risk Ceh? You're you're blowing them out, et cetera, et cetera. I just think Pacheco is really good. They like him. They trust him. It'll only get go higher. I I think we know what Ceh is, and Pacheco's ceiling is higher. They're gonna see what they got. Pacheco wasn't even playing the second string. 
Well, he was playing in this game, Jack. I mean, who cares he what happened? Yeah, yeah. When the end, when the when even both uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, Jerry McKinnon was out too after they were winning by 20, 30 points. Also, well, suffice to say that I feel like they have trust in Pacheco enough to put him in that game. I feel like his target and production will only increase over time, and Ceh is going to go down. I mean, seven carries and and what? Three catches or something like that. That's pretty yeah, good. Because he only played three, thirty-three percent of the snaps. Yeah, I mean, like we said, like this, it's week one, and that was a complete blowout. Like from from the start to the finish, it was a blowout. And I can't imagine any of the starters playing meaningful minutes in the third or even fourth, fourth or even third quarter. So, so why not bench Mahomes? I have no idea. I don't know. No one really benches quarterbacks usually until like late in the fourth. I mean, also he also had a lot of injuries in the past. Ceh last year he was injured all year. I mean, Kelsey only played sixty percent, sixty percent of the snaps. So I mean, a lot of people bench. So you're saying that that they're more willing to risk Kelsey than they are Ceh. I mean, they, they don't need he, Kelsey. Uh, Ceh was injured all season last year, though. Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't think they bench Ceh because the fear of him getting hurt. I, I think I don't think that's true. I think they just think Pacheco's lose gonna be... Pacheco more. And he didn't naturally. even use him in the first half. But he still he got twelve. He got twelve carries. But you, you see the seven. You see the parts of the game when that actually matter. They the people who played during those part times versus the time that people were getting garbage touchdowns. Right, but if we're benching players, I think Kelsey should be the number one person to get back. Right. I, th- I mean, that's just my opinion. He probably did after the first half. He only played 60% of snaps. He usually plays 80, 90%. Yeah. To be, I mean, to be fair, we didn't really watch the rest of that second half that game really much because it was such a blowout. The red zone was not going to that game for the most part. So um, we don't know who was or was not on the field at the end of that game. We'll see on Thursday. Yeah. I mean, but I saw. Pacheco's runs, he looked good. He looked good. I mean, it's running against a team that gave up already because they were down by 40. Yeah, I mean, that may be true. <laughs> All right, Jack, give us your DDT. Uh, my DDT, I guess I saw Eddie's DDT, so I will take his DDT because I kind of agree. Uh, it's David Montgomery. I was not a fan of him coming into the season. He showed, he showed flash, but he's just never consistent. I guess the whole because the team's just not good at all, so it's hard to show consistency. But that off that coaching staff likes Khalil uh, Herbert a lot, and he Khalil Herbert dominate all of the carries in the red zone. Also, like I mentioned, not to take too much from last week's game, but still, mm-hmm. Herbert still got all the red zone tar- uh, carries, and the coaching staff loves him. He's not going away. Uh, I feel like Montgomery has a very short leash, and he's also yeah. very injury prone. Yeah, I feel like this is more of a running back by committee than anyone cares to admit uh, at this yeah. point, at least. Yeah. I agree, but also like, the only reason I put him there is because, I mean, running backs get a lot of the points from touchdowns, and Herbert's getting all the red zone carries. all the goal line and red zone work. So, I mean, Montgomery's not every game that. I mean, I would love Montgomery to do well because he always showed like he has that RB1 potential, like here and there, every, like, every other two games. He'll rush for 120, 30 yards, and he's never really put it together. Bruh, he rushed for 26 yards. <laughs> <laughs> and some games, 
some game he'll rush for 150. It just it just yeah. he never really put it together. Uh I feel like you can't I I would not start him just because of the amount of carries he's gonna get limited to because Herbert Herbert should look, looks like he's a better runner. I don't yeah. know. But that's oh, explosive. Yeah, so I want to start Montgomery this week also. Uh, it's against Green Bay, right? They were playing yep. in Green Bay. Playing against yeah, Green that, Bay. that's a good defense. So, I mean, he also does. He he still played well against them in the past. So, it's just like a I, I, Herbert being there just and then Justin Fields also runs the ball and just like another person taking away. It's kind of like that. Uh, San Francisco 49ers offense, right? You got three different guys, uh, running the ball. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, um, I guess you can't really still bench him because you still draft. You still use a like, really high draft capital against on him. Well, yeah. Moving forward, I feel like this week he's gonna have a bad week again. All right, that's gonna wrap up. Sorry, you want to say something? Nope. I'm right, good. That's, good. that's gonna right. wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> that is gonna wrap up the RKOs and the DDTs. Do the trash money, you know, since you didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, listen to our podcast, right? You know, it's only, it's only, trash. <laughs> I mean, it's only it's only said in the uh, the opening, very no, loudly reason, by Jack. All right, the reason why is <laughs> I, I definitely was the reason why is because I could have sworn isn't DDT a wrestling move? It is. Yep. It is. So what is it? What is it in wrestling? It's just what? It's just DDT. Yeah, but it has to stand for something, right? No, it just stands for. Actually, I don't know. Right. Oh, see, now I'm the weird. I'm I mean, I mean, I mean, the RKO doesn't sound for anything. It's just it's the name of a move, right? Oh yeah. Damn. What does RKO stand for? RKO, RKO <laughs> stands for his initials. Oh, is oh, you're oh right. yeah. RKO, Randy is, Kel- RKO is his initials. Randy Kelvin. Randy Kelvin Orton. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, and then we're gonna go to Eddie's favorite segment. And since he's not here, we're gonna enjoy it even more. And I'm not even going to read it out. I'm kidding. I'll read out his, his full predict. I know he wants me to. Uh, yeah, the bold predicts. That bold. <laughs> All right, bold predicts time. You got to do it. Bold predicts. Whoa. That's bold. That was very bold, man. Bold predicts. It's bold. Boldest thing I've heard all day. It's, uh, it's sort of Eddie since he's not here. Let's throw him in the, get him out of the way right while, while we're at it. Eddie's bold predict this week, okay? Garrett Wilson will be a top 15 fantasy option at receiver this week. How do you guys Garrett feel about it? Wilson? From the Jets? <laughs> Just from that reaction, we know how Monty feels about it. Jesus. I mean, he looked pretty good. He was getting open at all the time. It was just a quarterback, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he got eight targets, right? So maybe he's basing it off of the it's- amount of it all depends on the quarterback. It depends on Joe Flacco. If he's accurate that day, he, he, I think he'll have a good, good week. He was getting open. Mm-hmm. Him and Elijah Moore were both getting, getting separation, so you can't really blame them. They were Damn. They the offense minus the quarterback. I got to, like, that's bold as hell because I would never <laughs> predict the jet as a bold predict going off. How, how many yards did he say? He, he said top, top 15 fantasy option, so including including – Oh, sorry, at receiver, sorry. So, top 15 receiver. Oh, for the year? No, 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 this week. This week. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, they're facing... What are they facing again? 
the it's Browns. The Browns. The Browns. Browns. Yeah. Doable. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we're gonna keep track of how many how many of these we hit. So. Uh, yeah, the Browns might... almost lost to Baker Mayfield, so anything's possible. Mm. With them. <laughs> That's very true. If one for a fifty-eight yard field goal from a rookie kicker. Yeah, Cade York. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and give you my bowl predict this week. I think Travis Etienne is gonna break hundred yards on the ground and score a touchdown. I like to hear that. Well, I, that was one of mine. <laughs> he he <laughs> looked uh, with with the rushes he got, which was loving. He, he got untouched by James Robinson, eleven to four, but he looked really good in those in those four rush attempts. Um, he even got some uh, targets from the backfield, but I think he's gonna get more uh, more rush attempts as the year goes on. And Jaguars are playing from behind almost the entire game. Uh, if they can get ahead early, uh, they're playing the Colts. Uh, that's gonna be tough to get them get them early, but um. We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be a really heavy run game. We've got John Taylor on the other side. And uh, he has the opportunity to actually do really good, get his first breakout game in his career. I don't want to be biased. I I, I feel like ATN looked explosive. I think he, he should look good. Nervous. I mean, J-Rob looked good, but he's not that home run hitter. He's the guy who gets like five yards, six yards, and grinds it out. So, I mean, I, I'm biased. I have ATN in all my leagues, so. Yeah, I like him for this week. Uh, you doing worst psychology right now? Because I'm playing <laughs> this week, and I have. No, nah, I I literally had I had him as a bold predict. I'm not even kidding. I was gonna say he bounces back for 25 plus fantasy points, but that's okay because I have a bolder predict. Oh, give us the bolder one. Give us the bolder one. All right, but before I say my pick, I want to get. I want to say this. Did you notice how all the top five wide receivers did well? the draft chase jj cup Diggs, adams. adams they all did amazing they're all the top five that's receivers. very that's actually very interesting i didn't even realize that that's that's really playing up to a draft capital yeah and at the same time the top five running backs minus, with, with, yeah. minus jonathan taylor obviously they all did not well cmc yeah, not not Eckler, to, yeah yeah right henry cook um, um Najee, all did. I'd say even Kamara yeah, as well. Did well. Yeah, uh, Swift did well, but um, no, those are later, yeah. not top yeah. five. Yeah, that's weird, it's, right? Uh, it's yeah. really interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, uh anyway, my bold prediction has nothing to do with that. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know if I had taken John Taylor first overall, I would have beat Eddie this week. But it's okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sulking my pick. I'll go pick, stick okay. with CMC. Right. Copium, I get it. <laughs> All right, my bold predict is Kendrick Bourne pops. Jeez, for ten plus targets, eighty-five plus yards, and at least one touchdown. Damn, that's bold. I haven't heard that. I I, I was never expecting anything to ever pop up. Wait, what about what if Mac Jones doesn't play? I think he will. Uh, if he doesn't play, obviously. That makes that pick way that bolder. That means you lose. <laughs> that means you lose. <laughs> yeah, I lose the bold predict section. Um, but yeah, uh, I think he's gonna go off this week. That's really very do. bold. No, I think he Can played he, quite, like three snaps last week. Well, there was a reason for that. Um, so Kendrick Bourne showed up late to a preseason meeting where they do like roll call and you know patriots they like to uh discipline people by putting them in a doghouse so he was in a doghouse he did not he barely played um 
and then Robert Kraft called the uh, the coaches, Matt Patricia, I think specifically, and said, "Why isn't Kendrick Bourne playing?" And then told them to to make sure they fix it for next week. And I think he's going to overcorrect and he's going to focus, like make Kendrick Bourne number one option. I mean, at least this is my thought process. Okay, that's bold. I, my only mind is not much. Not, not I think they're going to force feed him. It's not because he's so good. I don't think he's that great. And I don't think Mac Jones is that great. I just think yeah. he's going to be in the game plan this week. He's a deep threat. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go on to my poll predict. Uh, he had an awful game this week. Uh, I, I got, Like we mentioned multiple times, let's not count that because the monsoon they had, they, they were playing, playing. You couldn't even see the second half of the game through the cameras. Uh, I think Donald Mooney bounced back, especially Sunday Night Football against the uh, Packers. I think he finished top 10 this week. I think he gets 100-plus yards and two touchdowns this week, and he's back on track. I'm all I'm all in on Mooney. Uh, I can't count last week because Fields only threw the ball, what, 17 times, completed only eight times. Uh, I feel like if the – and they were actually in the game. They were winning, and they were – tie or a close game, but I expected them to be blowout most of the year, so they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, and I feel like Mooney will get most of those targets. I don't so like I'm this. Being, I'm being a little biased. <laughs> Very biased. <laughs> every league also. So we got three receivers in this full predicts today. Oh, yeah. How about that? Full predict. Yeah, Mooney top 10. You got Gary Wilson top 15. I assume Kendrick Warner might be top 15 with his numbers. What was the numbers again, money? I'm going to write them down. I heard two touchdowns. Kendrick Warren? No, yeah. Kendrick Bourne was 10 targets, 85 yards or more, and at least one touchdown. Ah. 10 targets or 10 receptions? 10 targets. 10 receptions, though. A lot. Yeah, 10 <laughs> targets. Cool, cool. And that's going to wrap up. Oh, actually, before we wrap up the bowl predicts, I want to kind of touch up on our season-long bowl predicts that we did on preseason, uh, preseason yeah. episode. It's kind of nice to see how we're doing, right? Uh, I'll, I'll get it started. My my season long goal predict this week, this uh, this year, was Joe Burrow, who played awful in game one, five <laughs> interceptions, a lost fumble. Man, that was that was rough to watch. But and still, they almost won the game. Yeah. If it weren't for a long a long snapper getting hurt on that Bengals team, I think they would have won that game. I mean, the Bengals also missed so many goals. So yeah, it was a long snapper, right? They couldn't get the snap in. I saw a bunch of times laces were in. Um, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just a tough game to watch, but Joe Burrow yeah, hung in there. He uh, he took a lot of hits, threw a lot of picks, hung in there. Uh, hopefully, he bounces back. Moving on to Jason's pick was Derek Carr, who also did not have a great game two Whoa, TDs, three that? interceptions. Um, again, I'd say another miss, uh, week one, and of course, Jack's hope for tick for the season long one is the same as. His vote predict today, Darnell Mooney, <laughs> uh, did not do well, as, as nope. we just talked about. Like we mentioned, don't, that's, not, that's not considered that game part of the season. Yeah. And Eddie had two, of course, because he loves the segment so much. Lamar Jackson and Gabe Davis. <laughs> I'd say Gabe Davis did pretty well. Uh, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he did. Uh, I mean, how do you guys read Lamar? I thought he, was, he did well. He didn't do amazing. Fancy he did well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had like 200 yards, right? Two, yeah. two something. Three touchdowns, I think? Low. Three yeah, touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Yeah. And he had a pick. The fantasy did well. Yeah. All right. So we'll give it. We'll give it to Eddie. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to go through these every single week. But we'll, but those are the season to... long predicts, though. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's gonna come down to uh, how they do overall end of season. 
Yeah. Uh, we won't go through them every week. Just kind of touch on them every now and then. Uh, see how they're doing. But yeah, uh, that's going to wrap up the bowl predicts. And we're going to get to my favorite segment, the Did You Knows. And I got some Ooh. good ones for you all today. You ready for these? Ready for these, money? Yes. Ready for these? Ready, ready, ready? No. All right, I'm not going to do it. I'm kidding. All right, let's start off with Patrick Mahomes. He's not that good, though. Yeah, he's not great. He's not great. <laughs> Uh, did you know? Did you know Patrick Mahomes is one of six players in NFL history with at least six career games of five plus passing touchdowns? He has played only sixty-four career games. The other players who have done it had to play at least two hundred and forty career games. Drew, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, and Dan oh, Marino. Those guys played a long ass careers. Yeah. Damn. Impressive. He's very, a goat. very impressive. You go. I should have drafted him. No, I'm just okay. I'm happy with Herbert. I like Herbert. Anyway, uh, on to your boy and kind of, uh, I guess, all in New York's boy, right? Saquon Barkley. Oh, he's back. Did you know mm. this was Saquon Barkley's second career game with 150-plus rushing yards on fewer than 20 carries? The only other player with multiple such games in the last five seasons is Derrick Henry, who also has two. Oh, Derrick Henry season can come in two dozen yards. Damn, and Saquon missed like two full years or something like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Did you guys know Sunday was the second straight time that the 49ers have had a shutout at a halftime and have lost the game? Last yeah. time was week 16 last year against Tennessee. And cost me my survival pick. Bastard. Oh, you had, you had you had the 49ers? Yes, I did. To be it's... fair, a lot of people had the Broncos and they yeah. – Lost so yeah, I had the Bengals though. Yeah, no, last last week was not good for a lot of. uh, Yeah, there's a lot of big upsets, right? Yeah, of course. Week one, a lot of big upsets. Anyone know how the um the Colts and Texans survival thing was rated? Is is it a tie? Is it a loss? I think uh, in the survival in survival league, I think you lose. You lose. I think I'm pretty sure you lose in survival if it's a tie. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm not sure. Almost certain, almost certain if you, it's a tie, you lose. All right. Did you guys know uh, Nick Chubb gained 112 rushing yards after contact on Sunday? That's that's Damn. Cool. Yeah, a total of 140 <laughs> rushing yards. So 112 of them came after getting hit. Damn. That's pretty. It's unfortunate that uh, he got some uh, touchdowns taken away from him from Green Hunt. That means his O-line wasn't playing that well. It's getting a hit. That's impressive, though, man. And I saw that. Was... It is. And to wrap this one up for this week, did you guys know Matt Ryan became the eighth player in NFL history to surpass 60,000 career passing yards, achieving this feat in only 223 NFL games? Ryan is the second fastest player to do that. Who's the fastest? Who's the first? I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have that stat. <laughs> Yeah, it's just weird, like, uh, seeing... Like, oh, it's, it's probably Matt Stafford. It's probably Matt Stafford. Did that. I think so. I think so, because he was bad. You, th- you think he's one of eight players to have 60,000 career passing yards? He he came uh, in... Yeah, league. I do. He started being pass-heavy, so he could, it could be him. I think... I, I bet you if you look it up, it will be him. I I'm have it, did you know? I'm looking up right now, actually. I have it. Right, I have the other guys. Uh, They are Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Brett oh, Favre, crazy. Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and Dan Marino. 
Uh, but I don't see who's the youngest to who did the fastest. Um, to hit sixty thousand yards, right? Oh, I, I got it. Drew Brees did it in two hundred fifteen games. That makes sense. Drew Brees had a bunch of five thousand yard seasons. He's a cheater. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you see? Uh, yeah, my... Did you know? Right. Go ahead. Give it to us, money. All right. Well, obviously it's about the Cowboys, but Michael Parsons. <laughs> obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Michael Parsons. <laughs> Michael Parsons reached 15 sacks in seven in his first 17 games. He's the fastest player to reach that number in that amount of games. That's actually very impressive. Not gonna lie. impressive. He's, he looks pretty good. He's pretty, he looks pretty dominant. He, he is. is. Yeah. He's, he's, he has he's, a team. What up with that whole Leonard oh. Fournette thing? I didn't catch that. Oh, I'll explain it. Um, so Leonard Fournette gave him a cheap shot, you know, like a chip, but he did it too hard. It was a blindside hit. It should have been a flag, but it wasn't. Micah Parsons says that that kind of hit should not be in the game. Um, Leonard Fournette replied with uh, Jordan crying emoji with <laughs> the rain <laughs> in the back, which is pretty funny. Yeah, actually, um, I saw Von Miller say the same exact thing. He said yeah, that, that, that kind of hit yeah. should not be allowed. Exactly. And then Von Miller echoed what? Michael Parsons was saying, like, it's dangerous. Don't do it. Take it out of the games. There's no reason for it. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Interesting, interesting. Something to keep an eye on. All some right. Drama, uh, you know? Yeah, it's always fun to have some drama in, 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 uh, in the NFL. Drama but that's, drama. that is going to wrap up this week 1.5. Uh, what? Week one point five. Week? Like, oh, I I heard you, you, you. I heard week five too. Me too. I heard week oh. five. I'm like, wait, what? Sorry, we <laughs> can you imagine. I'm definitely having a stroke. Week five. <laughs> week one point five uh, of this fans football YTS podcast. Uh, Monty, thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining. Hopefully, you see you more often. You will continue to be on call. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I will be. I won't be available next week, but if you guys need me in the future, I'm always around. That's right. Monty's taking a trip to Montana, right? Yeah, unfortunately, Some... I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you really, I mean, it sounds pretty nice. Gonna go hiking. Uh, yeah, are, you yeah. ca- are you camping too or no? Uh, no, we got everything, so we're gonna do that. But yeah, you know what? Uh, I've decided to put in a plug for Montana. Everyone, go out there, go out to Montana. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you fun. know how it is. Enjoy the outdoors, go hiking with your loved ones. I'm sure they, they oh. will accept you. Yes, and as we sign off, I've decided on my uh, nickname. oh, yes, yes, give it to us. I am Amani. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yes, we have I am Amani Wells. <laughs> perfect. Oh, that is a backstory, but I'm not giving it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For those who know, they know. Yeah, they uh, know. Again, shout out to Remy and Kenny. Congratulations on the wedding. Congrats. Um, we have another big wedding coming up soon. You'll you'll know about that soon enough. We'll give another shout out at the time. Uh, Jack, Amani, thanks for joining us, joining me. Uh, and, thanks for having me. Oh, I almost forgot the handle stuff. Follow us on YFTS Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And keep an eye out for next week. Uh, good luck to you in week two. And YFTS out. Take care.